is the Roaring Elephant podcast for the 17th of July 2018, a podcast about Apache Hadoop and the surrounding ecosystem for anybody working with or investigating big data and advanced analytics. My name is Jon, and here is my, are you still compliant, co-host Dave? No, no, but I'm fully governed. It's just that I'm out <laughs> <Yes>. of compliance. <laughs> compliance was yesterday, governance is tomorrow. Exactly. You've got a returning guest. Indeed, we've got uh, a part two of our session with John Murtick. Um, this time, going into the the ODPI's journey into uh, into governance and all of the exciting things that have uh, spun up around that over the uh, the recent uh, recent times, and obviously moving into the future. Yep, we didn't have time last episode to uh, two episodes ago with uh, Kyle in between, of course, to go over more. But we did feel that John had a lot more to talk about, so uh, we just had him back, and he was happy to come back and. Uh, go into the future of DBI. And with that, let's get to it. Let's do that. And welcome back, John. Congratulations. You've joined us for the third time now. <laughs> well, te- technically, this is the fourth time because we did two in 2016. We did a kickoff one and then I did part of the uh, the anniversary special yes, there. Oh, yeah. Yes, I, yes. I, I remember yeah. these interviews. I get excited and... and uh, you know, get get all you know primed up here, getting my good comfortable chair. Um. <laughs> Excellent stuff. A and, stiff drink to deal oh. with these two nuts on this end. <laughs> hey, you know what? I should be sending you guys the drinks. I mean, <laughs> well, we, we we wound up last last time talking about uh, beer production, so you know, it's it's, <laughs> yep. it's, yep. it's obviously the way that things are going. Um, and you know, <laughs> last last time we were focused very much on the the history of ODPI and what ODPI has been up to over the last couple of years. Um, so that was uh, with our previous episode. But here today, we're here to talk about um, some of the more recent changes of ODPI. And I think it's I think it's fair to say, but you know, by all means, uh, please please do correct me if I'm wrong. But it it feels like um, ODPI is, is is far more focused now on the the wider challenges of, or the more specific challenges I should say around kind of data governance within um, within this this kind of whole uh, Hadoop or big data um, ecosystem. I I would I would say that how data is managed by an organization and the privacy of the data and and how it on the terms of you're giving it to an organization mm-hmm. um i don't know about you guys in europe but i think it's kind of become a little bit important um a little you know, bit i can't, I, <laughs> you, I don't know where the timing received... this comes live <laughs> have you Go received ahead. many uh, many emails asking you to uh, update your preferences john <laughs> One or two, one or two, and I've heard something about this GDPR com- thing coming. Um, uh, I've not heard you know, anything and about that. No, <laughs> I, I can imagine. No, it's just it's it's optional. It's uh, you know, and and you know, I, I don't know how much coverage it gets on, on your side of the pond here, but um, Facebook hasn't been looked on too lately. Um, in the last couple yeah. of months here, that has not went over very well. We have these commercials here now that Facebook has put on the air to. Say that you know we, we we did wrong. We're we're trying to do better. We're we're getting back focused on you, so you can share a picture of your oh, babies wow. and stuff on our thing. And really? we're gonna you know not sell them to Russians or whatever we did, but um, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Thank, thank you for adding in there. God, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, <laughs> get the trouble there. <laughs> no, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. It's it's been a tough year if you are into uh, uh, data privacy, huh? Or if you yeah. uh, you know, or maybe not a tough year. I don't know. If you're into data privacy, you, you might be you might be rolling in the cash right now. Exactly. On the, on the other side, of the I mean, pond, it, there's a lot of people. Certainly, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, it's brought focus to it. You you can't you oh, can't yeah. deny that. It's brought a massive focus to the issue around data privacy and it, it it does seem to be um almost like the the perfect storm with the fact that you know gdpr is is you know coming into effect or beginning to come into effect around the same sort of time frame that people are are getting very spun up about the the whole situation when really data privacy should have been a primary concern all along yeah, 
I would agree. <laughs> As a human on this earth, yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, like, we talk about, like, even if you get into the governance topic or any of these things, like, this is nothing new. Like, this is ever since the, the the time in which humans were able to start collecting data on one another, the yep. concept of how this is managed. Even I mean, even if we want to get back towards like, you know, the censuses in the BC times um, of the Roman Empire, right? Yeah. Like I'm I'm sure they ran into data privacy issues. I mean, it was probably a lot simpler back then. Um, they 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 had different ways to motivate people, but. Um, you know, yeah, it, this is nothing they new, were just right? Going crucifying people, basically. Ah, <laughs> I was, I was thinking that you had to say it. Come on, <laughs> I, I, I set him up. He knocks him down. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, this is nothing. This is this is never a new concept, and it is yep. still one that has not been solved. Um, if it gets solved in either of our lifetimes, boy, we have done something amazing as a society. Mm-hmm. But my money ain't on those on that color on the uh, on the board. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, wh- what was the what was the the story, if you like, or what was the how did data governance sort of emerge into being such a such a core focus for ODPI? What 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 sort of what what, what was that? What did that look like? So if you're a listener from the last um, show here, you might remember this conversation we were having around um, some of the studies and that we were doing um, around Hadoop adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, and and more, more broadly, um, trying to like set parameters for what enterprise adoption looks like. And you know, when, when people were saying, yes, I my company's using Hadoop, that could mean a lot of different things. It could be I have one guy that was given a set of data and he's cranking it through a Spark job. It could be, um, hey, we're kind of building up this proof of concept to maybe manage some data and we're still pretty early on. It could be um, there's a department in the company that's using it. Um, Most likely it wasn't my entire organization across all people and all continents are using it just like they would use their ERP system. Um, And so what we tried to do is we wanted to build like a little bit of maturity model um, mm-hmm. And so we worked with a lot of our different members, just outside analysts, all sorts of people, just to validate this model. Um, and one of the things we did um, as a part of this is we said, okay, what are the gating factors for moving from, you know, I'm in the lab with Hadoop to um, I'm, you know, sort of kicking the tires to I'm building a proof of concept till I'm doing something departmental wide till I'm doing something enterprise wide. And yeah. You know, in the early stages, it's very much, and, and we have a chart somewhere on our website. Um, I don't know if there's show notes, but I can, I can help, I can send this for people yeah. who want to geek out yeah. on this stuff links, at home. Links will definitely be in the show notes. Cool, cool, cool. So, so keep me honest on that one. Um, so, in the early stages, it's very much around you know identification of the data and visualization. So, basically, like mm. where the data is at um, and how it's presented, so people can make decisions around it, right? A lot of the, the sort later of BI sta- use cases. Yeah, 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 basically, yes. Um, the later stages start to kind of talk about where this application lives. So there's sort of a mm. management question that comes in there, um, which if you remember in our early days, Mbari was something that we were working on a little bit. And, and, and I think the trend now that we're seeing in the world is uh, Kubernetes everything. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, Kubernetes, everything there. Um, and, but the big one that was always the blocking factor to things getting enterprise wide and doesn't matter what company, big, small continent re- region, whatever, it's always came down to security and governance. Um, mm. it's always of, if I deploy this application out, can I put the right controls around the data, you know, so that, um, the right kind of level of access, but then also having a sense of how the lineage, how the providence, um, how all those pieces of the data are managed, right? So, you know, just a silly example, right? Um, if there's a social security number in the data that comes in, mm. who can see it? Who could change it? Um, if it's, you know, who, who, you know, if it's changed, who should know about it? 
Um, what should happen? Um, you know, is there processes within there, right? And, you know, as you get into different levels, I mean, just PII is one half of it, but then just other sorts of, you know, change management data functionality in there, it it becomes very complex quickly. So we we knew from the onset that, you know, if, if I re if I, you know, turn the tables back a little bit over a year ago, we saw that as a big problem. Um, and we actually had some early, um, uh, we had like a special interest group under ODPI that was just starting to kick the tires a little bit, just understanding that space, understanding what was going on, um, you know, trying to get a lay of the land of the projects in the area, the players. Um, so we were really identifying that as, okay, if, if a lot of our mission is helping these big data technologies, they're not going to be successful unless governance is really handled. I mean, governance and security are very tied to the hip. They're different disciplines entirely one another. Um, but, you know, we knew that they, that is something that just really needed to be tackled. Um, and yeah. so that, that sort of sets the stage a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, the governance, um, governance and security. So certainly, security has always been at the, the cornerstone of, of enterprise adoption. And it's been the thing that has always prevented technologies from becoming widespread. You know, if it can't achieve the basics of security, like most organizations won't even, won't, they won't even go beyond a, you know, a small pilot because they'll go, yeah, it looks good, but I, there's no way I could use this. The evolution from security to governance is at least in, in my opinion is, I can I can now use this in production because it has security, but it, until it has proper governance, I'm, I'm not sure how widely I can use this. Governance and security are tied at the hip often yeah. um, in the data world, and this is this is I mean, how old are relational databases now? I mean, we're talking back into the '70s here. Um, They've been tied to the hip for decades now. They are very discrete disciplines that I've learned because I've, I was very much of the I you know I would casually throw these terms together here and think I had them right, but um, I got we have some people um, that have sold me on this to tell me no, John, you don't have it right. Um, they're very disciplined stuff, and yeah, you know, security is you're you're very much right. Security is sort of that that table stakes of I can control access and log access of what's happened so like i can i can i can you know create gating factors for accessing data right um and typically you're right i mean you unless you have some sort of security mechanism and huge bonus points if that ties into one of the recognizable standards there versus you trying to roll your own um that that is that is table stakes for getting in the door of any enterprise you're, you're spot on right there. Governance starts to get into, you know, so I, I guess it would be sort of the, trying to use more of a, a real world example here that, that ties in here, you know, so um, if, if I were, you know, let's, let's say I were, um, well, I'm, I guess maybe here's a good example, you know, here in like federal buildings in the United States, or if I like go to a courthouse, there's a security guard there. Um, you get to walk through like a metal detector um, and, you know, they check and you buzz if you happen to have your keys or your wallet in your pocket and stuff like that. So a security guard is really just like, they're that perimeter of making sure, okay, the wrong stuff isn't getting in here that's been defined. Um, and the people that are coming in, they have the right level to be, they, they have the right things to be able to proceed, right? Yeah. Governance gets into the, okay, well, let's actually define what we mean by somebody coming in the door um, and what should be the actions of them doing that. So if I walk into a courthouse um, and I, you know, I'm going to go, I have to go to like a court hearing or something, like what should I be able to do while I'm there? Can I go sit in the judge's seat? Probably not. Um, <laughs> you know, can I? Although that would can be I, cool. you know, can, I, I that would be a lot of fun there. Um, that <laughs> probably then would lead into different levels of governance that would end me into a place that uh, wouldn't, wouldn't go over very well. Um, but you know what? 
what happens, you know, if I need to maybe just go file a form for something, right? Um, you know, what are the processes there? So, so governance, and then sort of then what are the backend reactions to what I am doing? Um, so if I go in there and I sit in a courtroom, there probably are certain things that I need to be aware of. And if I would stand up and raise my hand, somebody would have to run. So, so governance sort of is sort of like the rules of engagement once you're there. Um, based mm-hmm. upon the role of who you are and what you're allowed to do. Like if I'm a judge and I walk into a courtroom, I can go into the judge's chamber. I can sit in the judge's chair. Um, you know, I can do all these different things. If I'm a regular person, walk through, you know, so it, they get kind of tailored together. But but governance sort of gets into this whole other level of, of nuance um, that is so much bigger than the typical, can I read it? Can I write it? Can I erase it? you know, sort of yeah. things. Um, there's there's a lot more focus on the life cycle of the data, essentially. Mm-hmm. So that's a great way to put it, yeah. I mean, what happens, like, what is the retention of the data? Yeah, I mean, just all these other details of, of data that the interesting thing that we sort of we found is, like, every company to a degree, you know, so... The, so Data governance has been tried to uh, tried to be handled by consortiums for for decades now, right? I mean, we've had data for decades, or database is for decades, and mm. governance has also been something. Um, you know, there's uh, different groups. DACA um, is one. There's a there's a few other ones out there. Um, there's some W3C and IEEE standards around this as yep. well. Um, so this is this is never this is this has been a space that isn't well trudged over. Yet we still sort of find ourselves in the same sort of dilemma of more or less governance is really still handled on a very case by case basis. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, there is a handful of probably more than a handful, but I would say of the people that are in the, the data world, I would say a very small subset of them really understand governance itself. Um, including within Hadoop, as 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 we've sort of yep. seen. Yeah. So, with with that sort of that sort of evolution, and you know, we've we've mentioned um, GDPR um, coming more and more to the forefront. Was it was the sort of this this decision, this increased focus on 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 data governance? Because of GDPR, was it um, a happy coincidence, or or how did that work? Uh, well, GDPR certainly helps get it in the forefront. Um, mm. I, and you know, I, I, this GDPR, while the the headlining um, regulations of this day. It's certainly not the first. I mean, we can go back a couple of years ago. I mean, Canada had some provisions it had around, um, you know, email management and things like that that I know hit the marketing yeah, world. Um, we've had, um, you pretty, know, payment card industry, PCI DSS for, you know, forever, um, things like that. Right. And these things will continue to evolve. We're going to see more of them. But, I mean, certainly GDPR was um, has been one that has really, you know, shook the trees. Let's let's I mean, let's be pretty yeah. honest there. Um, and really, any company who's multinational gets in, in, hit by it. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think that was a huge driver of it. Um, there was already sort of some behind the scenes work that was happening um, adjacent to the Atlas community um, yep. for at least probably about yeah pretty close to about the time maybe a little bit before maybe about a year before uh, i don't know exactly the lineage there um of uh, of really gdpr coming into law but i mean gdpr was definitely something that gave an opportunity to get this into the forefront and you know if you look at that that's also been parallel uh, paralleled with an increased number of data privacy violations um data leaks i mean that 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 you know that that yeah. knob continues to be turned up to 11 about every you know every time we go yeah yeah so I mean that you mentioned Atlas there, and you know f- from from what we've seen so far, from what my some of my investigations have have been um, looking at some of this uh, this newer direction, 
Atlas seems to be a very significant keystone of this, you know, this entire story. You know, were, were you, you know, did you evaluate other alternatives, or was it just, you know, was was Atlas seen as as being the 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 one piece of the puzzle that that just had to be there? Um. So when we had this SIG, one of the things that they had identified. Um, was some work that was sort of already happening within the Atlas community, or adjacent to the Atlas community, mm. um, around, um, you know, building in some additional layers for metadata management. So, you know, a lot of a lot of the key pieces for when we start to get into data governance is the, is the details of managing sort of the metadata around data. Um, mm. So not so properties of it and so you know from a classic database perspective you're thinking okay is this you know a a character an int a boolean things like that um to the point of like what sort of type of data it is so maybe getting that next you know nomenclature down further um and then the next nomenclature down further even is okay what are not not just my my read write ability based on profile but then my action ability based upon um, profile and action that happens from it. Um, so there's already a lot of guts of this, of of the repository end of being able to store this data um, within Atlas. But the big thing, you know, there's a lot of metadata repository um, products on the market. Um, yeah. Atlas is one of them. Cloudera has um, stuff that's built into their um, products there. The relational database world is full of them. Um, yeah. IBM has a handful of them. SAS, Informatica, Oracle, Microsoft, you name it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of folks that have these out here already. Um, the challenge that was sort of seen on the market was a company probably has a couple of these going. And if, if you have data that's sort of existing in one repository, there was... You know, with the nature of Hadoop, so if we take sort of a step back of, you know, Hadoop, you know, four or five years ago, you had this big cluster where you threw data into and you crunched through and processed it with a MapReduce job or something like that and outspat something useful. Mm. Um, the changing pace now is, um, you know, thanks to IoT, uh, there's data constantly coming in. It's coming in from all sorts of different walks of life. So the the issues of sort of the uh, the three V's that we used to you know always say around Hadoop yeah. to, to 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 gauge whether something like that's sort of to a degree out the window um, because Hadoop scaled to the point where it can handle all of that. You know, velocity, volume, you know, all that. It, th- those things are handled. The real yeah. interesting thing is I get data all over the place. I have data coming in from different angles. It's not all just this, you know, it's not all through one pipe. I have data coming through 80 different pipes, and not all of them are the same sorts of pipes. Um, and some of that might be my ERP system, my CRM system, my website, my marketing analytics, you know, all of this. Um, and... You know, when, when you have that sort of large, you know, discrepancy of data here, you have distribution questions, you have processing anywhere questions, you have all of these, um, you have all these other sort of things that really start popping up. And it just, it, it ends up complicating sort of the, the whole story a little bit. Um, so when, when we're kind of, when we're circling back into, uh, you know, metadata repositories, Guess what? Mm. All those places where data coming from, they're all coming with their own metadata. They're all coming with their own formats of it. They're all coming with their own ways to interchange it. Um, and now you end up with sort of situations where different repositories are holding different bits. What if what if what I'm processing here, now I have to call over to some different repository with some different APIs. It It is creating a huge, if, if you're a chief privacy officer and you're wanting to make sure your work is staying in compliant, you have a huge, you know, not only is just your data being in different places as part of your challenge, you have a you have a huge challenge of being able to apply sensible rules driven from an organizational standpoint and a industry standard standpoint across all of these locations, across all of these different repository types. Um, these data, you know, these metadata repositories don't talk to one another. 
So you're often having to replicate a lot of rules. Um, and then a whole other, there's a whole other level which we can talk about later here is I'm sometimes in a room here trying to figure out what my regulations are. Like I'm solving this independently myself. Like what if I get a social security number, what should I do? Like I'm having to write those rules myself. So you have a lot of different levels of problems or, or of complications that, that come to be. So, and, and a lot of this is even just, it's, it's greater than one metadata repository can really even tackle. I mean, it's greater than even Atlas could tackle. Um, yeah. But it was, but it was an identified thing of, you know, there needs to be basically two key things at the repository level that need to happen, and then there's a third thing on 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 sort of metadata standards above that, which we can get into. But at the repository level, there should be a a standard API that any BI tool, any tool that is dealing with data can use to query a metadata repository. One standard API, not 30 different ones, one standard one. Um, and two, and this is I think the key one, metadata repositories should have the ability to federate with one another. Mm. So you don't necessarily have to worry about all of the data having to live in like one atlas or something like that, which would always be like the punt thing of any, I mean, even going back to data solutions, right? I mean, you don't, you don't wanna have, it's, it's impractical to have one single source of truth. But if all these sources of truth, these independent sources of truth can talk to one another, now you're yeah. onto something. So, yeah. so that's, so that's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, mission accomplished, right? Um, so that is, that's sort of the nuts of what this is all about here. Um, how can we have a standard API so that metadata, so that you, if you need metadata about a data type, you can figure that out. And then all of these metadata solutions, they can share their metadata deals, be, things between it. So if you happen to be getting a set of data, like if you query and say, hey, I got this data here, it's this is the field type, you can query any one of these metadata repositories. And if it doesn't know it, you can go ask a different one um, and and figure that out. So so that's sort of a lot of, uh, it almost sounds too simple, right? <laughs> yeah. How, how come is it that all of those things that sound really simple end up being incredibly complicated when it comes to the detail? Yeah. Well, you know, I, that's sort of the joke that we all have in this this uh, this group here is, you know, if it was simple, somebody would have done it by now. Um, <laughs> and and it's interesting because, like, if you look at like, uh, you see a lot of different vendors attacking the governance question and the punt position for everyone is, I ah, will just throw AI at it. Like we'll just, we'll let AI figure out what the data is and figure out what the right thing is to do. Yeah. And ah, well, okay. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to go into why that's a problem. So good, we're <laughs> on the same page yeah, there. No, we're, we're, we're all good on that. We're all good on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so the, the direction or at least a, a core chunk of the focus of ODPI has, um, has evolved you know how how has the the initial sort of membership um, to the ODPI how how have they kind of adapted with that? I, I think you hinted kind of on on our previous episode that there's there's been some sort of membership churn over over time. Has it been related to this change of focus, or has has the the generally have people been kind of fully on board with where where things have evolved to? Um, it has definitely taken in there. So there's been a lot that has been impacting the over ODPI membership and technical communities as a whole. Um, mm. I think the change of focus, that's certainly always a part of, certainly always a part of that one. Um, I think also just frankly, and we talked about this, the last thing, the Hadoop market has changed. I mean, yeah. a lot of these companies have got bought it up. Couple of them. Some of them are going out of business. I learned about a couple of them um, just in the past couple of weeks. They're just shutting their doors all together, um, or just shutting down their Hadoop practices. So, yeah. you know, a lot of the VC and a lot of that money that was flowing into Hadoop has dried up, and so these companies have moved on. And so, I mean, I think we. So, I think there's been a natural market force that way. 
um, yep. combined with the fact that the ones remaining in here, you know, we've had a different focus. Now, what I will say, however, is a lot of the companies that have been engaged with us, if they're still keeping a Hadoop and a data practice in their organization, we say the words data governance and they get excited because that's sort of yep. where their heads are headed to. And we've actually even had some new members that have that have came in the door um, with that, ING Bank, um, Attunity, um, are both members that join. We have a couple other vendors that are sort of in the in the wings here, and and even even just from a technical community participation. I mean, we are starting to get um, you know end customers from the automotive industry, from um, the insurance industry, from um, media um, that are participating in some of our technical communities. Um, so, yeah, I mean. The membership's changed. Um, I think a lot of that was just going to happen anyways because the market dynamics have changed and some of these companies just aren't into Hadoop anymore or they're shutting yep. their doors. Um, the ones that are hanging in the space have been pretty darn appreciative of the focus into governance because that's where some of their shifts have started to happen as well. Yeah, no, completely. So, I mean, with, with this recent direction, um, and it, it may well be... Um, it may well be too too early to answer this uh, answer this completely, but what 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 do you think has gone well so far? And assuming it's it's too early to say what hasn't gone well, what what do you at least anticipate? Maybe some of the most difficult kind of steps on the journey ahead. Um, I think what is definitely. I mean, yeah, we are very early days in here um, yeah. of, of sort of where we're at in this journey. Um, I think I think two things that 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 really start to come to mind. One is like you know I we've we've been starting to present around data governance and sort of some of the work and the approach that we're doing at a number of different events um, and. Everywhere that we go and talk about this, it is a packed house. It is something that is hugely interesting to folks. And we don't even necessarily, I mean, we'll tease the GDPR term, but we just talk more on the, the, the governance side of things. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been a huge audience. I mean, we, we presented at Strata San Jose, um, which... Uh, one might call walking into enemy territory for an organization like us, um, but which I don't, I, which I don't really view it that way. Um, no, I and but no, um, but we had a packed house. We had people that were all very interested in this. We had people that were coming and asking us tons of questions. Um, you know, wanting to get involved in our technical community. So I think. There is a lot more vigor. There is a lot more mm -hmm. excitement. There's a lot more people coming to the table. Um, it gets us in sort of a place where we're not we're not looking to legislate existing communities, but we're actually looking to build our own. And and I never felt like we were. I, I kind of hate the legislation term because it sort of it, it also gets back to the the old way of thinking, like we were telling like Apache projects what to do, which was never really the case. <laughs> um, but there was certainly this this way of you know here here's a way of assembling here's a way of how they should be configured um, you know this is what we see as the best practice um, you know sort of versus now we sort of get to be a little bit more at the front end of that so I think I think we've seen just again that energy I think we talked about it last time you know good communities have a lot of energy they have a lot of excitement they have people that are very happy that that you're there and drawing light and focus to the area um i think that has all been um extremely good um maybe even i think even even more than um you know sort of i imagined um the downside is is you're you're, you're to degree you're bootstrapping a new community um and so you're just running into yep. the challenges with that out of the gate um and that that takes a while. Um, I think the good thing from a foundation's point of view is we are very fiscally conservative of how we invest our funds. Um, and so we're we're able to weather whatever storm is needed um, for the longer good. And we also have, you know, some some members from a, from a financial point of view that are willing to kind of ride out with us 
Um, while at the same token, we, the technical communities are starting to get their legs underneath them and get active participation going. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 a fair thing to say that it's early days. Um, but I will say uh, we're getting... We're in the right place at the right time, and we're getting the right level of activity coming our way. Um, and as like, and as as the technical deliverables settle down, um, and we start to see sort of that mission, that turn in motion, there, we're going to be in a really good good place to help drive some positive activity um, on the market. Nice, nice. That, that was a great so- PR answer, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was I was kind of expecting it because, as you say, it is early days. But I mean, yeah. To focus more on perhaps where you think where you think some of the, the the choppier water ahead is. Where where do you think you possibly the the struggles might be, or at least the the interesting challenges? Let's call them that. Um, I I think there's going to be there's two things that I think about. Um, one is you know, where I think the value add is really going to start to come for the for for this effort um, is going to be around pulling data governance practitioners together to be defining um, you know some of these standard net metadata practices, uh, uh, processes. And one of the things that um, we're bootstrapping in the early days here is a data privacy pack, um, which is focused on like here is here is a commonly accepted set of definitions of certain data types um, and the best practice of handling those. The way that those are successful is when you just get a ton of people participating in it. I mean that's not we we don't want to be in a place where we're just like legislating from above and 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 saying this is what is done. We want people to be an active participant in the process and bringing their use cases and how they see it. So I think. That is a community that has, look, like we talked about at the top here, data governance has only been tried in a consortium setting at least 600 times. Um, <laughs> and and if you get anybody who is seasoned, who has went through the process there, they will say that is nothing but choppy waters and good luck getting everybody to sign up. My thought pattern is here, you know, none of you have done it in open source before. Um, and, and I don't need to be that to be the, you know, the, the disciple of that. Um, way of, ha- of how it happens, but more of, you know, we there's a little bit more of a of a of a skin in the game that we're hoping people are come to participate, and we're hoping that they also will be able to drive some identity and stuff through it. So we're hoping to, you know, everyone will agree that getting people to agree on to to getting a standard way of the way you do this down, it helps everybody in general because it's a in the end of the day, it's a very commodity space. Like I try to spit, split technology areas into, um, uh, you know, core and commodity, you know, core being those are things that are like unique things that you bring to the table that no one else can. And it's, it's, a, it's like almost a value prop for your product and commodity is stuff that just needs to be there. Um, a lot of this, you know, privacy pack and things like that, that we're talking about in metadata definitions. I mean, that's just, that's kind of commodity to a degree. Right, it just yeah. needs to be there. Like it's expectation to be there. Like no, um, so so. Anyways, I see that is going to be an interesting. Um, I don't want to say challenge, but I think it's just an unknown. Like how how will that respond? What are the community dynamics that we're going to need to help pull together? Um, what are we going to need to um, help create in that space? So. Um, I would say probably that's one. And then I think maybe even the second is just more in a broad. Um, you know, we're building new open source code here. Um, and you're, you're going you're gonna to run into those challenges there. But on a broad spectrum, what we're building, not just for the Hadoop world. We're yeah. anticipating a lot of the relational world is going to tag into this as well. We're anticipating... Um, even large, you know, enterprise application vendors that sort of are, are housing data. So um, all you folks in the CRM space, listen up. All you people in the ERP space, listen up. I mean, your ability to help participate in this metadata exchange as well, because your data is going to be leveraged out by these tools. And, you know, you, you want all those metadata 
rules to be respected. Um, you know, being able for, for, for a CDO to be able, or a CPO, Chief Privacy Officer, to be able to have a universal view and be able to say with confidence to their board that, yes, every place that a social security number is captured, it is dealt with, managed, um, audited all the same way. Um, and that is much bigger than Hadoop. And uh, I think that's going to be a that's going to be a lot of work. I, I I don't know the the challenge. I mean, work is a challenge, so I guess it's hand in hand there. That's just a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, that's, I think that's, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of freaking work. So yeah, I think that's a fair comment. I think the the, the fact is that, as you say, it, we've only we've only tried to solve the government's <laughs> issue six hundred plus times before. Um, yeah, what's yeah. what's what's one what's one more attempt, hey? Um, right, right, right. Uh, I think that it, it makes it makes sense. There's there is there is a lot to do, and you know, being like really brutally honest, the I think you're setting the the goal and possibly setting the bar significantly higher than it's ever been set before as well. So, <laughs> I well, think, you know, we gotta we got we gotta try for something, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you know how it, you know the saying: go big or go home. And and I would argue, and, and I think we're in agreement here. We're we are we're not settling on that big thing at all. We are gonna really go out big on this one. No, I mean it's, I mean look, if you're look at, you know, I I hearken back to other open source efforts that have been transformative in time. And yes, they all start from very small beginnings of trying to solve a little problem, right? Mm. Um, you know, Linus started Linux, um, you know, because, you know, he, he, he was working on, you know, a free implementation of Minix and, and the Unix, you know, you know, generally the, the state of affairs there was very complicated and very proprietary and it changed, it has changed an entire industry, like it's changed technology as a whole, right? Um, and even just to, you know, to smaller efforts in there, Rasmus Lerdorf, um, from PHP, I mean, I mean, the poor guy used to, you know, just basically make scripts for making doing CGI stuff a heck of a lot easier because it was a pain in the ass. And um, and look at how that transformed web development into a, a whole different stratosphere and being able to build applications through a web browser. I mean, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to lay the entire web evolution on Rasmus's uh, footsteps. But by God, I mean, <laughs> that technology, I mean, I, hey, I was a developer and we all swore about it the same way. Um, it, it, it sort of changed it. It changed a lot of that industry. Right. And, you know, I, I think that's oftentimes that's sort of the long term vision of where. You know, you know, you know where these things need to go to. You don't know how it's going to get there. And maybe we won't be the right ones. I mean, maybe there's going to be somebody that learns from all the mistakes we make and they do it the right way. And if they did, you know what? Hats off to them. I'll, I'll go buy them a beer. Um, it's but but you do have to you know what what really is going to get people motivated is having sort of that long term vision of where all this fits together. And and frankly, for us is we when we look at open source projects and we look at where to um, invest. I mean, there's so much open source out there. There's so many different ways to attack it. Um, there's so many different ways to support it. Um, you know, we try to stay focused on things that have a huge importance to our society. Um, you know, that, that are just, that are bigger than any one organization to solve that they're, and, and that's where, that's where we see an effort like this fits in here. I mean, Governance and governance feeds into management of data, data privacy better. Um, it fits into the regulations that are being created by governments out there worldwide better, um, and it ties that whole mission piece together. And again, if 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 we're trying to put together a software solution, a technical solution that is going to help. Um, help organizations execute better in that space there and execute a way where they can be more civic minded and, and make sure they're doing things the right way. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just broader than any one product. And, you know, for us as a foundation, we just try to create the space and we, we create the space for it to happen. And 
let technologists go off and go build amazing things to solve these problems. And, uh, you know, we're hoping we're hoping those communities, you know, trip on the right thing and, and, and figure out right. I mean, we, we feel that they're down that right path. They're thinking about the problem the right way. They're, they're thinking about probably the most advanced way of doing it. The people that are involved in it. Mandy Chessel um, is a distinguished engineer from IBM. Um, you know, she's leading that group there, um, you know, based on your, your lovely aisle um, there in the UK. Um, and she's, you know, this is something she spent her career in and she knows this space really well. I mean, she, she keynoted at DataWorks Summit in Berlin. I don't know if either yep. of you got a chance to listen to her. Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, she's, she's passionate. Like she yep. gets this space. She understands. And, and that's in the end of the day, that's all we're there to support. We're just, we're just there to say, you know, Mandy, we want to give you the, the open space to be able to do this successfully um, and let vendors be able to come here and collaborate, individuals, everyone come to collaborate to make better software for society. That's all it boils down to, um, which maybe, maybe, maybe that commentary has all of a sudden made my, my, my uh, mission for all of this um, even bigger than solving data governance once and for all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it certainly helps keep things into focus that it's not, it's not a self-serving action that we're after. It's how can we, how can we do better, you know, for the society around us? Um, because, you know, privacy and all of this is just, it's not going away. It's just getting bigger. It's just becoming more of a, more of something that's in the limelight. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, on the the specifics, how did the uh, you mentioned that you know some of the, the the newer members that are joined like ING? How did this sort of um, this trifactor of IBM, ING, and Hortonworks sort of come together to to, be, to become some of the driving force behind this this governance initiative? It, was it sort of happy coincidence? Was it sort of a series of brokered conversations that just fell into place? Um, that is a great question that there are probably smarter people that are willing or maybe not willing to give you more detail on, um, cause some of it, I just don't know. Um, yeah. but what I will say, um, ING as a global multinational bank deals with the problem that I described at the front end pretty much on a daily basis. Um, yep. and, and they're sort of, and they're of that sort of special class of institute of, of organizations that, you know, they, they look at the long picture here and they look at open source as a part of their software supply chain, um, in, in a, and, and recognize that, Hey, through this, we have an opportunity to be an active participant in our supply chain. We're not just going to be people that are taking in things from a vendor, um, yep. we're actively going to be a part of this. You know, we, this is, we need this to execute and we see this as a critical function to our business. Um, I mean, it's not necessarily, I guess, a value add. I mean, it's sort of a funny thing to say like governance, like obeying the law is not a value add for a bank. Um, it's sort of a given, I guess. Um, but, uh, it, it certainly is something that they recognize that, Hey, we want to we want to be in, in the forefront and we see how important this is to us. Um, um, IBM and uh, uh, Hortonworks, I know have a lot of, um, you know, business relations there. Um, and, you know, Hortonworks uh, uh, through a lot of uh, the, the, the engineers that are on its team um, were part of the early people in the Atlas project. And I know there was some early consortium work around Atlas of just, trying to kick this, you know, same sort of um, uh, piece off in general here. I think mm -hmm. the one thing that's interesting that this group had sort of learned here was it's, it's, it's bigger than Atlas, just as I think a lot of other vendors had sort of realized, you know, the governance and the, the question of uh, metadata APIs is sort of you know, bigger than their product. Um, and so that's, that's why we're seeing such a huge focus on building the APIs, building the standards, um, and then privacy packs and stuff that kind of lay on top of that. Um, but, you know, I would say you have three companies there, ING that, that has a distinct need for this technology here and 
sees themselves being an active participant is a huge value, and they're and they're developing a lot of the code there. Um, IBM, with a wealth of product and a wealth of just institutional knowledge on how data governance works and the true sort of nuances that from a technology standpoint. Um, and Hortonworks understanding um, the data landscape um, more broadly and even more specifically sort of the dupe landscape behind them. You know, you had three companies that have three unique pieces they brought to the table and step back. That That's what open source is here to do. That is, yeah. that is you know, if, if, if without open source, each of these companies are having to pillage engineers from one another to try to build something of their own. In open source, each of them brings their strengths to the table and collaborates in a vendor-neutral place, right? You can't do this anywhere else. Like, you, there, there's no other sort of, I mean, just from a legal institution standpoint of view, I mean, I guess, yeah, you could go form, like, agreements and, co you know, all these sort of things, but those are just... I mean, that, that's just so much work, um, and you're really kind of trudging down your own path there. Open source makes this all happen. Open source lays the groundwork for this sort of innovation to happen. So um, I would say all three of them, they had different things to the table, but they all knew that there was one thing in mind was um, having an industry-wide accepted standard around how um, metadata is exchanged and interacted with um and what the common types are was an important thing to all of them they all had different expertises they could bring to the table um to make it happen fantastic so i mean going into a bit a little bit more um depth obviously the 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 picture you've laid out with you know in many cases atlas at the core but really this 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 api for interchange and exchange of metadata information Sp specifically if we focus towards the um the the more big data hadoop side of of things do you anticipate going down um or you know t taking the this these concepts down to the individual project level so having you know spark or hive or hbase specific standards or do you think you'll let really let the underlying projects report up or Atlas kind of extend its fingers down into meeting somewhere in between and really keep your focus at a somewhat higher level. What, how, how does that sort of, um, how do you think that that's likely to play out? So maybe it's a good way to sort of level set on, on a couple. And I think you're asking some really good questions that, um, in part, I think the technical community sort of is still figuring out what the interaction model entirely should be. Um, so Atlas is an effectively a metadata repository. And for the sake of what um, this effort with an ODPI is doing, um, Atlas exists as a reference implementation of a metadata repository. Um, mm -hmm. What ODPI is very much focusing on is um, the the definitions of the APIs um, themselves and the definitions of the how, how the federation works, along with um, the the standard, as long with the compliance programs and things that sort of you know fall around um, that, um, along with the value adds that sit on top of that of you know data packs and things like that. Um, you know, as it interacts with different points in the stack, I mean, you know, the concept here is that these AD, these these APIs are things that obviously anybody could tie into. Um, and I think one of the things that the group is is working out is okay, how can how can everybody who is is coming to the table um, around this also have like an equal say of sort of where it's where it's going? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, both. You know, commercial vendors that are going to be trying to figure out, okay, how do I backport or how do I make these APIs available as part of my product? Um, but then also sort of the other the other aspect of, um, you know, open source project when you're out there. So um, what I'm anticipating is it's, it's going to be um, folks that are driven by, you know, either making their lives easier as a project so saying okay i can i work with data governance repositories yeah um i'm implementing this standards which should hopefully help cover 
um, a growing number of repositories over time. And already we're getting commitments from, um, you know, not only Atlas, but other products in IBM's line um, and a few others sort of out there on the market as, as well, though. Um, oh, later say I can't tell you who they are. Um, but... Um, <laughs> You know, and, and, and so what I anticipate is, you know, as these vendor as, you know, open source projects can help participate sort of the same way and, and they'll each have equal equal says to the field here of okay, we need this IAPI to change because it makes it difficult for us, having to present a good technical reason, having to get people to agree on it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, that that is a process that we're just, you know, we'll work out over time, we'll figure out some good processes in there. Um, but the good thing the least we're seeing about doing this through API is it gives us the flexibility on our governance um, to make sure we're doing it the right way for this community. It's sort of a it's a big thing that we try to um, have as sort of a, a credo here at the Linux Foundation with projects we to get involved in is the term tailored governance. So mm-hmm. there's not any like one way to do things. It's what makes sense for this community and the participants in it. Um, there's certainly ways of, you know, just general principles of open source of how you do things, um, there's general principles that you try to stand for, but, you know, in terms of the exact process of how things happen, the exact, you know, license of how things happen, the exact of all of those, um, you know, communities should come to an agreement on what makes sense for them. So, uh, so it's probably a roundabout way of, uh, of, 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 not directly answering your question, um, which I seem to have a pretty good habit of doing, um, <laughs> but hopefully just sort of giving you, you know, sort of context of a lot of this is just going to honestly just get figured out over time. But these are yep. sort of the roles of on the different layers. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. This 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 whole this whole journey is well, it's a journey. It's in flight. It's it's something that is evolving you know, right now and will continue to do so. So that's it's no no great surprise. But actually. It, it it does lead wonderfully into my next question, which was, yay! Um, <laughs> exactly, you set you just set them up, and I follow through. So, time flies <laughs> when you're having fun, but um, it seems like the in in the big data ecosystem side, we've seen you know massive change. We talked about it on our previous episode um, with you. Do you anticipate seeing just as 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 fast a revolution in the governance space? Do you think it's going to be, you know, same sort of pace, slower, faster? What's what's your what's your gut feel? And we'll we'll obviously we'll we'll check in you check in with you in two years time to see how you did with your prediction. <laughs> oh, you know, I hate to make predictions, um, mostly because like, I mean, you just you just don't know what's coming down the pipe at you, um, and and. Technology is fast moving, but it's also fragile at the same time. Um, yeah. You know, you don't, and and I think that's sort of the good part about it, right? That's that's what that's what keeps us all on the edge of our seats, right? That's what keeps us, you know, refreshing Hacker News or, or you know, pick your pick your favorite aggregator um, in vogue there, right? Um, I mean, I will say two things. One is I I don't foresee people talking less about data privacy um i would probably anticipate that's going to keep turning up um i don't think organizations even once even as they're walking into gdpr now fully know what to expect um you know, just on even a lot of different fronts. I mean, not not even of just the binary decision of I'm a, I'm am I in compliance or not, oh, yeah. but just sort of the nuanced you know decisions of you know what does this piece of the law mean? Um, what what is going to be the market reaction? Like, are we gonna are is there going to be like a pile of people in European courts like suing people on day one? Like, I just I don't think anybody sort of knows what to expect here. So I mean, I think there's you know, as we've been sort of looking into even our marketing plans here, I mean, you know, I think we'll be able to see GDPR as a topic here for at least the next six months um, easily, easily. And who knows past yeah. then? So, yeah. 
You know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I will I will say that I don't think the space is at all going to get less complicated. I don't think, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know if we're. I mean, you know, maybe. And, and I think there's things outside even our scope that we're not even quite seeing yet, right? Um, I do know two things. One, um, we are going to continually focus on making an an open, um, vendor-neutral, transparent community um, so that the folks that are grappling with these issues have a place that they can collaborate um, and a place where they can, you know, build source, build code, build um, best practices, build standards, all of those sorts of things. We're going to continue to create a, create a home for that. Um, and two, I think we're still going to be always in the place where we're going to be evangelizing um, the need for getting these technologies better um, embraced by enterprise and, and helping, you know, lead the way of the technology, you know, whether it's within our scope or out of our scope um, of, of, of being able to be better embraced in that realm. So, um, I mean, I think if we catch up again, I'm sure both of those topics will probably be, you know, somewhere on there. Um, I'm what what my hope is is that our technical communities are are moving forward in the execution on both of those. Um, but I mean, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. Yeah, indeed, indeed, that's great. Much appreciate. Uh, I, I realize that uh, the uh, gazing into the crystal ball at uh, at this point when everything's uh, moving so quickly is always a uh, sort of uh, a bit of an exciting time, but. We'll see where it all lands. So, Definitely. I mean, it's been it's been great catching up with you. We will try and make sure that we catch up um, without letting another two years slip through our fingers. Um, <laughs> but you know, really, really enjoyed uh, chatting to you again, John. I mean, any Definitely. any final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to to share with the audience? I think the audience has heard me talk way too much already. Um, they're probably, I'm, I mean, I, 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 if you had ads, I hope you ran them already. Um, no, we don't run ads. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. Good, good. So, you know, people are here for a while. So if you're still awake, folks, um, thank you. No, no. I mean, this has been fun. I mean, this is, this is, you know, I, I, I love doing a conversation at this level. You, you, you both are great. You're both kind of really, um, you know, keeping this conversation going in this space, which I think is, is very crucial because um, this is technology. I mean, face it, you know, this is, you know, why this may not be the new and shiny. Um, guess what? This crap is being used everywhere. Um, yep. It is it is being implanted. You know, the Hadoop has has brought on um, a whole new mantra of how we process data today. Um, that isn't changing. And I think, you know, we see that as still vitally important. We want to see that innovation continuing. Um might see on the surface like it's slowing down. Um, I would argue that instead it's maturing out really, really nicely. Um, yeah. And this is just sort of a natural evolution, which you see in the market here. And yeah. Um, hey, if we get on a podcast again, data, data privacy isn't important. Um, something probably really bad has happened. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, yeah let's let's just leave it at that and leave politics aside shall we <laughs> yeah yeah no it's a fair it's a fair it's a fair way to put it there but no i mean this is this is fun here um yeah keep keep up keep up the good work gents and uh yeah i look forward to catching up in in hopefully less than two years definitely definitely well, you've so been, you've been a guest now so you'll be on the anniversary edition again <laughs> Yeah, oh well, right. there we go. I can I, I I get to make my laps there again. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I mean, one of the things that uh, you may or may not remember from your last uh, last session with us is that one of the things we like to do is is ask our ask our guests to define Hadoop. Uh, so in a in a sentence or so, um, given that things have changed over the last couple of years, uh, has your definition of Hadoop changed? I mean, I think I, I think in the end, it's 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 still sort of the same, right? I mean, it's this it's a a technology that has transformed the way that we we not only process data, 
um, but also engage and use it um, in, in sort of our daily lives. Um, and it's kicked off all sorts of revolutions of it. Um, also, I heard it's the name of an elephant um, from some guys. <laughs> um, <hit>. um, <laughs> Which, which it, it, maybe it, it, that's sort of a way to sup supplement fly it all down, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and pe- people can argue which is actually the more important definition, the, the fact that it's the name, name of an elephant or, or this whole big data thing. I bet there's a little kid out there that likes it the name of an elephant more. You know what? Yeah. I'm not here to argue that. Yeah, actually, though, if you think about it, less, less of a little kid now because uh, yep. Hadoop's been around oh, for sh- over 10 years. So uh, yeah, I, w- I, wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder... I, I wonder if they. I wonder if the cutting household still has that elephant. Like you know, uh, I wonder. I'm like, willing to bet yes. I'm willing to bet. Yes. I mean, and I and I wonder like where that sits in there. Like you know, does it? Is it like one of those things that like? Is it? Is it like in like like the main China cabinet? Like within like the house? Like you walk in and there's big like spotlights on it. Like you know, is this is this like sitting on a bookshelf? Like wouldn't that be fascinating? And, like. What will end up like happening to that? Like, is that does that already like have like a will plan with it? Like, you know, once, you know, you know, you know, you know, Doug and everybody moves on from this world. Like, will it be like enshrined, you know, somewhere? Like, I mean, because it feels I, like it's an it's an important artifact of our technology society here. Hey, maybe it's it, been it on eBay already. Does you don't know? <laughs> I was going to say we'll, we'll, e- <laughs> we'll have to get Doug on the podcast to ask him. <laughs> Where where is the elephant? Like, and is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll 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 like will our grandchildren like go see it in like the Louvre, like next to like the Mona Lisa here, right? Of like yeah. here's here's here here's some kid's elephant that they named a whole big data revolution after. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's some kids. Doug Doug's these, wonderful daughter. Yeah. So these are the questions that the that the public wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, again, can't thank you enough. It's been great chatting to you, John. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, no doubt speak to you again soon. Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye, John. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye. And that is about all the time we have today. Thanks again to John. Um, Really great catching up again. We hope that you enjoyed this serving of Bite Size Big Data. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, please go to www.roaringelephant.org where you can find more information, including a feedback form. You can also follow us on Twitter using the at Hadoopcast tag and contact us by email to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Any thoughts, comments, criticisms and other feedback are very welcome. Until then, my name is Dave. And my name is John. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Bye. See you.